calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Welcome to this episode of CFA Institute's Take 15 series. I'm Sam Lum, and I'm joined here today at the Singapore Private Wealth Management Conference by Mr. Richard Duncan, Chief Economist at Black Horse Asset Management. Richard, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Sam. Many consider that things are back to normal after the global financial crisis. Some are calling this the new normal. What, in your view, is happening to the economic landscape going forward? Well, Sam, I think what everyone needs to understand is that the global economy is on government life support. Last year, the U.S. economy shrank by 2%, but had it not been for the budget deficit, which was 10% of GDP, the economy wouldn't have just shrunk by 2%. It would have shrunk by minus 2 plus minus 10 minus 12. The economy would have contracted by 15%, and unemployment would have gone above 20%. In other words, it would have been a replay of the Great Depression. And the same thing is occurring this year. We have a 10% budget deficit again. And it's not only in the United States, but also in the UK, the European Union, Japan, China. All the major countries have undertaken massive government stimulus to support the economy. And that is the thing that is supporting the, the global economy. Because after all, the GDP of any country is only made up of personal consumption, private investment, net trade, and government spending. Those other categories have dropped dramatically, and it's the government spending that's keeping us out of depression. So this new normal, if you would call, like to call it that, the new normal is the state is driving the economy. And it's going to have to remain like this if we're going to avoid slumping into a severe crisis. So how serious are these global imbalances that is uh, disrupting the global economy? Well, the global imbalances are very severe. The, the main global imbalance is the imbalance in trade. So normally, historically, over the centuries, trade between nations balanced. Under the gold standard, there was an automatic adjustment mechanism that made sure that gold, that the trade between countries balanced. But after the Bretton Woods system broke down in 1971, that was a quasi-gold standard, we started seeing larger and larger US trade deficits. And the trade deficit in the US grew to be $800 billion in 2006. That's $2 million a minute. Other countries had the surplus, the equivalent surplus. The problem with these imbalances is, first of all, the surplus countries all blow into bubbles, like Japan in the 1980s and the Asia crisis countries in the 90s, and now China. The surplus countries bubble, and then the bubbles all pop. But at the same time, these dollars are refunneled back into the US economy and blow the US economy into a bubble as well. And the US bubble blew up in 2008. And when that happened, the trade deficit corrected from 800 billion back to 400 billion. And that threw the global economy into a severe crisis. This year, the trade deficit will be roughly four and a half, 
450, 450 billion. But even that level is not sustainable. So the imbalances are still here. The gap between US trade and Chinese trade in particular, China's trade surplus is $250 billion a year with the US. And the US is deindustrializing as a result. And there are growing protectionist, there's a growing protectionist backlash in the United States that could result in a trade war between the US and other low-wage countries like China. And of course, a trade war would be devastating for Asia's export-driven economic model. So these imbalances are still with us, and they are destabilizing the world. And so far, policymakers have not come up with any strategy to resolve them. So uh, how do you see the future? Is there a way out of this? OK, well, the future, in the near term, everyone can breathe easy. The global economy was collapsing in crisis in 2008, and the governments around the world, led by US efforts and also Chinese government efforts, the governments caught the collapsing global economy. They prevented it from collapsing into depression, and now they, they've caught it. They're not going to drop it. They're continuing to support it with trillion, in the case of the US, with a trillion dollar budget deficit. And on top of that, the central bank, the Fed, has created already the equivalent of 1.5 trillion new paper dollars. And they're about to begin quantitative easing part two, in which they will print more money and buy more government bonds. These will stimulate the economy, and they will support asset prices in the near term and support the global economy. So I'm not worried that there will be a stock market crash or a severe depression in the near term. I think the US government will have no problem whatsoever continuing to finance trillion dollar budget deficits for the next five years, and perhaps not even for the next 10 years. The problem is, is after 10 years, they will no longer be able to afford to support the economy with trillion dollar budget deficits. And therefore, it's very important that they take this five to 10 year window of opportunity that exists to come to grips with this crisis. What is the cause of this crisis? And what must be done to actually structurally resolve this crisis, because this is, at its core, it's a, it's a structural economic crisis. It's not cyclical. The reason it's structural is because the US economy is simply no longer viable the way it's currently structured, because wages in the US manufacturing sector are 40 times higher than wages in developing countries like China. And so it's deindustrializing. So the economy, the American economy doesn't work. And if the American economy doesn't work, the global economy doesn't work, because the US still makes up 25% of GDP. So um, what could wealth manager recommend to their clients to protect their wealth going forward? I think wealth managers need to realize that we have moved into quite a different phase of, of global economics. Before, it was sufficient to focus on supply and demand and stock picking at the micro level. Well, those days are past. Now, we're no longer in a laissez-faire era. We're now in a, an era of government, government direction, government-driven economic policies. The economy, in other words, is driven by what the government does. Deficit spending, quantitative paper money creation, these are driving the economy. So what investors need to be aware of is what the government is going to do next. The problem is, is we cannot predict with any certainty what the governments are going to do. If the US government spends too much money, 
we're going to have and prints too much new paper money, we're going to have hyperinflation. If they don't spend and print enough, we're going to have deflation. So what is required to preserve wealth is a diversified portfolio strategy. What I would recommend is five components to that portfolio. First, gold. I think gold has the best long-term prospects. The more paper money that governments create, the higher gold prices are going to go. But don't put all of your eggs in any one basket, not even a golden basket. I would also recommend blue chip stocks, preferably with a dividend yield. Even still, government bonds, German and US government long-dated long bonds. And fourth, I would recommend investing in residential property, buildings, buy residential buildings that can be leased out. And fifth, borrow money at fixed interest rates and use that fixed interest rate debt to finance your residential building. In this way, with these five components, you'll be very diversified. If we get very high rates of inflation, it will be bad for your bond portfolio, but it will wipe out your debt because it's fixed interest rate debt. Meanwhile, you'll still have gold, which will be appreciating rapidly, and a residential building you can lease out. And on the other hand, if we have deflation, it will also be hedged as well. So in addition, in addition, though, in addition to diversified portfolio, I think individuals need to be aware that it is very difficult to preserve wealth. Look over hundreds of years. If it were easy to preserve wealth, all the great fortunes would still be around. It's not. We're heading into very difficult economic environment. It's going to be necessary for people who are capable of creating wealth to continue creating it with their real jobs and their real businesses. They need to focus on their corporations, their own businesses, generating real cash flow that can stand up even in very difficult economic conditions. So don't quit your day job. Richard, thanks for sharing your thoughts on capitalism and the global economy. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And thank you, our viewers, for joining us. To view other CFA Institute multimedia products, please visit cfawebcasts.org. Copyright 2010, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.